We are super excited to introduce Maintain IQ for restaurants. Maintain IQ is a modern digital checklist system that simplifies your operations. They are designed specifically for restaurants. You can standardize, track, and manage food safety procedures, temp logs, daily checklists, preventative maintenance, and ongoing repairs. He's saying that you can, managers will save up to 10 hours per week. You can repair, you can reduce repairs and maintenance spend by $5,000 a year. Staff will know what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. Everything is digitally recorded. Minimize liability, ensuring safety, cleaning, and compliance standards are upheld. This is the best thing since sliced bread, guys. And we're going to talk about that in just a second with Sharpies. But we are talking about a checklist to do every single thing in your restaurant that's all kept nice and neat in a little app. You need to call Will Jackson. His number is 888-534-0261 and set up a 30-minute demo. If you do that, I'll give you a free Nash Restaurant Radio hat or I'll give you a free Nash Restaurant Radio t-shirt. Just send me a message on Instagram. Check out Maintain IQ. Did you know the number one cause of methane or greenhouse gases in landfills is your food waste? Restaurants waste so much food. All the food people don't eat, all of the scraps that come from all of your prep, it all gets put in a dumpster and then gets buried in a landfill. And as it decomposes, creates methane gas. Well, thank God Jeffrey Ezel and his brother Clay have come up with the compost company. You can now compost your food waste. They take it to their farm. They create organic soil out of it. They then sell that to Whole Foods as well as local farmers and landscapers. So it's literally coming full circle in your community. If you're a restaurant owner or manager, you need to be calling Jeffrey Ezel at 615-866-8152 and they will set you up with the green bags and the green trash cans that they will come empty twice a week. If you work in a restaurant and you would love to have this option, instead of putting food into a trash can, you can start composting. Tell your manager to call Jeffrey Ezel. That's 615-866-8152 or follow him at The Compost Company on Instagram. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, the tastiest hour of talk in Music City. Now here's your host, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City, and welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, powered by Gordon Food Service. My name is Brandon Still, and I am your host. We've got a great one today. We are talking with Sam, Grace, and Joey, and they are from the brand new Buds and Brews. They open today. You should go check them out. So in this episode, we are going to talk with Grace, who is the general manager, Sam McGee, who is the uh, chef, and then Joey Fuson, who is an attorney here in town, and he is an investor, and Joey is also our landlord for this studio. So I'm in Joey's building. He's a friend of mine. We've known each other. We've all known each other. This is like a, a locally owned kind of getting back together. I've known Sam since I was like 12 years old and we're both 43. So that's kind of cool. Uh, we've been in this business together for a really long time and I couldn't be more proud of this guy and what he's doing. And you know what? They're just super sharp people and Buds and Brews in Germantown is open now. And man, what an interesting concept this is. What an interesting 
road ahead these guys have introducing the very first cannabis restaurant and bar in Tennessee. I mean, just the the ability to to manage all of that. It's so much. And that's what we get into in this conversation today. We're going to talk about what it's like. We're going to talk about all the different strands. We're going to talk about legalization. We've got an attorney in the room talking about this stuff. Uh, I talk about some, I talk about the highest I've ever got. It's an interesting part of the story. Uh, I talk about my own cannabis use and what uh, I think it should be legal and what I think. And I think that microdosing and all this stuff is, is super important. This is a really important interview, I think, because we don't just talk about, hey, man, let's get high. We talk about like all the different strands and what a cannabinoid is and what is CBD, what is CBN, what is CBG, what is Delta 8, Delta 9. These are all words you've, you've heard, but we talk about what they are today in the show. We talk about the sauces that they're making. We talk about dabs. We, I mean, we talk about it all. I, I, don't, I don't know. If you don't know much about weed or if you don't know much about cannabis, the flower of cannabis or buds or any of that stuff, today's a great episode, and we're going to talk about how they're, they're doing it in a responsible way over at Buds and Brews. So much, uh, been seeing it all over social media. They're just, they're just plastering it. That it is opening now. We had them live in studio. This is the hour long conversation about all the details you're not going to get anywhere else but here. So I've got a few announcements to make before we get going. Number one, uh, Maribel, one of my restaurants, we are hosting Shane Nasby and Cletus original smash burgers at Maribel Sunday night. This is going to be from five to eight. It's going to be a pop-up and it is going to be super chill, super laid back, super fun. You're going to come into Maribel. You're going to sit down. You're going to be able to enjoy the atmosphere in this beautiful home. If you've never been to Maribel, it's at 5201 Maryland Way. I would love to see you. I'm going to be there all night long, walking around, working, talking to people. I would love to meet you if you want to come by, stop in and be like, hey, Brandon, I want to just, I just... Just say hi. I would love to meet you if you're a listener, if you're not. But we would love to have you come by. I'd love to pack that place out and sell him out of burgers in a couple hours. So it's a first-come, 1st first serve type basis. Get there at 5 o'clock and get a table. It's going to be uh, a lot of fun. So that's number one. Number two, we are bringing back uh, Brandon's Book Club with our buddies over at Robbins Insurance these guys are amazing. Van Robbins and Matthew Clement, they are your guys. And Matthew actually turned me on to a book called The Comfort Crisis by a guy named Michael Easter. And this book is incredible. It's called The Comfort Crisis, and it just it, t- it talks about getting out of your comfort zone. We live in a 72-degree world, and I this book has changed my life. Uh, Matthew posted about it, and he said, this book has changed my life. And I was like, well, hell, a book changed your life. I'm going to give it a shot. So I've read it twice now because I'm a loser and that's what I do. So I want to read it a third time with all of you and I want to know how we can translate this over to the hospitality industry. And now we've got a sponsor. So Robbins Insurance, guess what they're going to do? They're buying the books. The first 15 people to message me and say, dude, I want to read that book. You get a free book. You get a free book. You just message me and say, hey, I'd like to read this book. Or if you want to buy the book on audio, just send me the receipt and I will Venmo you the amount of money. Really that easy. This is going to be sponsored by Robbins Insurance. They are going to be the end of this month. We're going to do a live podcast where we're going to bring people on. I want you to be on the StreamYard, which is our version of Zoom. You'll be on the podcast. We'll be talking about the book. If you've ever wanted to be part of Nashville Restaurant Radio, 
this is your chance. And hopefully, uh, if you're out there just and you want to do something, this book is motivational. It's amazing. It just talks about doing stuff that gets you out of your daily and helps you grow. And if you're not growing, then then come on, guys. We've got to be getting better every single day. I believe that. If you want that, this is the book for you. Brought to you by Robbins Insurance, Brandon's Book Club. It is back. Go follow Brandon's Book Club on Instagram. I've got a group on Facebook that is called Brandon's Book Club. We're going to be talking about all the things. Yeah. Next big thing we've got going on is our bracket challenge. It's going to start on Monday. So you're going to go to NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com on Monday. And from there, there's going to be a link where you can vote for your favorite Mexican restaurant. We're going to have 64 restaurants, four different north, east, south, and west of Nashville. And at the very end, we will have the showdown, the final four between north, east, south, and west Nashville, the best Mexican restaurant chosen by you. We've got 64 good ones, locally owned and operated, from small little ones to big ones, from Alabrije, who's really kind of a food truck, but he's just on the scene to Rose Pepper to small, you know, Tacos y Mariscos Lopez number four. We're talking all of them. If you have your favorite one, that is your turn to vote. It is free to vote. You just go to nashrestaurantradio.com, and the winner, the winner is going to be announced and on September the 15th. We are going to throw a party at the best Mexican restaurant in Tennessee, in Middle Tennessee. I'm going to be recording live from the venue. We're going to have mariachi bands. It is going to be an absolute blast. We're doing this for Mexican Independence Day, and it is all brought to you by NetChecks. My girl, Lauren Domain and Anna Smith, they are just the most amazing people. They've helped me put all of this together. They're super engaged in this. I am uh, so in debt to the people over at NetChecks. I tell you what, Lauren is like the most detail-oriented, most on-it person I've met in a really long time. And guys, they do payroll and they do hiring. You have got to give them a call. They are just absolutely amazing. Their number, actually is 615-319-9200. That is a number you need to write down because that is Lauren Domain's number. If you have any issues, any questions about payroll, hiring, they do really everything. They're really amazing. Go check them out at, check them out at netchecks.com. That's N-E-T-C-H-E-X.com. Or just call Lauren. If you want somebody who's a badass who's going to come help you in so many ways, Lauren is that person. I love working with her. 615-319-9200. Holy cow. Lots of announcements today. I'm so excited to get into this episode right now. Without further ado, Buds and Brews. No, it's true. Um, when when Joey comes down here, we're just like talking or something. He's like, let's get on mic. And we'll just <laughs> yeah, sit yeah, on mic and have a conversation. Yeah, It's so great, though, because it's good there's, practice. Well, there's so many things in life that you do that there's like distractions everywhere. But there's very few moments you get to sit in a quiet room that's noise canceled with headphones and a microphone it's talking nice. directly in your ears. Like the ability to focus on somebody and say... Wow, I'm listening to you. Like it's amazing. If my wife could talk to me this way, I would get we, our relationship would be freaking amazing. So every every house needs a studio now. So like, <laughs> like, do we have a conversation? Let's go to the studio. So well, let's, the other let's, crazy part is you can't like talk over each other when you're doing podcast. You know what I mean? But in conversation, you always talk over other people. Like there's ebb and flow, you know. But you have to really like pause, wait, do it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so here's the only thing, guys, and we're gonna be we're just gonna jump right into this episode live. Uh, we've already started talking. I've already started recording. 
So, yes, there you go. He's like, look at this. Don't say anything bad. So the only thing I need you guys to do is just when you stand here, get comfortable and put that mic right into your like. You got to talk in there. Yeah, there you go. You see that? You got you got to like talk right on it. And you're gonna be great. So in a world, it's a good introduction here for Grace and Sam from uh, Buds and Brews. What's up? Buddy? So Sam, you're the uh, you're the executive chef. I'm the chef over there. Yes, sir. Grace, what are you what are you doing over there? General manager. General, you're the GM. Okay. Yeah. We also are Grace today with uh, <laughs> Joey Joey Fuson uh, of Freeman and Fuson, yep. and, who is my landlord here. Yeah. That's a weird kind of a thing to say. Like, the landlord here. And this this podcast today that we're doing is essentially the reason why I have this studio. Well, one of them, I guess. But, I mean, to go back to the genesis of you learning about Nash Radio oh, yeah. and reaching out to me was a friend of mine telling you about my podcast as you were telling him about Buds and Brews. And then you said, oh, I'm going to call him. And then... We were kind of talking about doing this podcast, and throughout all that, you were like, "Hey, I got a room. Do you want to make a studio in my building?" And yep. now we, now here we are. Yeah, I, I think if I recall correctly, I was reaching out to you to try to talk to you about buds and brews and get your insight and see if we could possibly go on the podcast. And so now we're now doing we're that podcast today. <laughs> that's right. That's funny that, how these little things five, happen. Five months. So the even crazier part of this story is that Sam McGee, I've known you. Since I was like nine, yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. 43. You're yeah. 43, probably. 43, yeah. yeah, it was. You're right there. Uh, we were in the same school. This this is a big grassland, like Franklin reunion in this room right now. I mean, the whole yeah. the restaurant. I mean, with throwing a couple of the investors in the same names, you know, grassland guys. You know, Grace, where did you grow up? I grew up outside Chicago, actually. So I moved to Nashville a little over four years ago. Okay, that's fantastic. And um, did you say are you guys in a relationship? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. Like, At least we both said yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would have been awkward. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, we don't want to label things. Like, yeah. no, that's exactly what we are. We it is a relationship. Yeah. So you were on the actually the third episode that we ever recorded. So the way this podcast started on March the twelfth, I um I started talking in the microphone about this this new Corona thing. My first episode is who wants another Corona virus or something. And then that night I got on Facebook and I just, I said, Hey guys, this is some crazy shit that's going down. Who wants to talk about it? And all these people were like, I do, I do, I do. And so I literally had a cell phone up next to a microphone and Sam McGee was one of the people that I spoke to. That episode has like 65 listens. We're killing it. Like, killing like nobody 65. listened to that at all because it was the third episode and it was called catching up with old friends. And it was me and like four different people I got a friend in New York, and I had a friend who worked at the airport, and then you were running a... We were running the coffee shop. The coffee shop. We had to switch, it up, switch it up in a week and go from being a coffee shop to family meals to go, just like that, on the fly. That's it was what we were talking up, about. Was online the farmer's market, too, which was kind of crazy because it was connected through a farm here in Nashville, and so um, we actually did local kind of grocery pickup that was farm-to-table, and it was just one of those drive-through things. You place your order online, and it's funny how that's how everyone does it now anyway, but yeah. It's so weird because that episode has 65 listens, and it was probably one of the realest episodes I've ever done. It was four people two days into this thing and we were talking about what the fuck are we going to do and it, it was amazing because it was like people's attitudes of 
man, we're gonna we're in the service, and it was like this one episode where the service in our lot, like the people in this industry, just kind of came up and said, "We're gonna do whatever we can. We're gonna do whatever we can to serve our community, and this is what we're gonna do every day. We're gonna be safe." And it was just like. Wow, what a special episode. 65 listens. So if you're listening to this, <laughs> go back to the beginning of National Restaurant Radio and listen to the episode, Catching Up With Old Friends, and you can get Sam's story from like March 14th, 2020. Yeah. whole world flipped on us. I mean, we're just coming off the tornadoes too, you know. It was just it was it was like a wild two, Yeah, time. it was like a week and a half after the tornadoes. We had a soccer game, tornadoes, and corona all in like a week it felt like. And I was like, damn, what is going on? It was a crazy world. What is what has life been like since that day? Take, like catch us up. Well, it's uh, it's been uh, it's been pretty wild. I had a, uh, I had a, I don't know, a little over a year year and a half ago, a buddy reached out through Facebook that I've known for about twenty years, Mikey Solomon, and he reached out and he said, "Hey, I got this idea." So I met him down here at Arnold's, and and he pitched this idea for this restaurant, and and I've known Mikey, and I've known he's always been, he's he's very. He just goes. He just goes. And after talking to him for 30 minutes, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll tell the coffee shop I'll be leaving pretty soon. Because, so, well, the passionate, yeah. enthusiastic yeah, guy. Yeah. Oh, he is. He is. I mean, you've never met a bigger fan of advocate of cannabis than Mikey Solomon. Yeah, my, and Mike and I have known each other since college. And, and we, you know, as his attorney and as the attorney for the Holistic Connection, which is the big hemp dispensary in town, we would sit around and kind of just – dream up of exactly the things we could do with cannabis here in Tennessee based on the laws. And we originally kind of thought, okay, we put a restaurant right next to a dispensary. And then we started realizing well, we don't have, we don't to, have do to do that. that. No, no. And the laws in Tennessee allow for as long as the products are hemp derived and the, uh, and the, the Delta nine THC is under 0.3%. So that just, that just refers to the Delta nine part of it. And you can consume it. There's a lot of different delivery systems. You can consume it. You can have it in food. You can have it in sauces. You can have it in drinks. You can have it in gummies and edibles and all those things that are allowed. Now, obviously, the hemp flower is not going to get you impaired in any way. It, it's going to have too low of a level of THC in it. Um, and so what you see nowadays, you see a lot of different varieties of flower that have different cannabinoids in it. But currently, right now, what we what we're doing is is original it's new it's something where we're taking the cannabis plant and giving it to the customers in a lot of different ways legally and responsibly and, and, and sam and, and sam and grace are a big part of that because we've been working hard to make sure the products that they're getting and the way they're getting them are delivered in a proper dose controlled way so sam you're a, you're, a, you're a chef mm -hmm. you went to culinary school you've been mm -hmm. doing this forever mm -hmm. and you hear what he just said mm -hmm. and then you hear your love for food and your love for cannabis and you went so i get to marry these things yeah. in an industry that i absolutely love and we're gonna do this with a bunch of my friends yeah like, oh yeah, yeah like let's the, do this when right we started listing off you know some of the people involved i was like i mean this is just it, was it sounds like something that was cooked up in a bedroom by a bunch of like thirteen-year-old boys, and then it became a reality. It you know I mean? uh, that, uh, that the reality is, is it like. probably yeah. was. It yeah. might have happened in like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen-year-old boys that it, yeah, when you're in our forties, like it actually happened, right? Yeah, and when you marry good, good food, which was it's Sam's doing good service, which which Grace is creating, and then you add nineties rap. You know, I mean, what can go wrong? <laughs> 
I was. <laughs> I went in there the other night and Biggie was playing. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, that's, oh, that's yeah. what it is. So is, that, is that a thing? Is that new nineties <laughs> rap in there all the time? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Grace could talk to them. About I mean, we we play a little bit of everything. You know what I mean? There's going to be daytime vibe, nighttime vibe. We'll be open till twelve thirty. So, um, towards the end of the night, with especially the vapor taps in house, it'll probably cultivate more of a party culture. But yeah, the nineties hip hop has been a big hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a huge. Yeah. I, I, Believe me, every time I hear 97, I'm like, oh, man, it just it's brings me back. It brings me back mm-hmm. to a happy, happy place. Man. Yeah, and, and, I, and I'm a big fan of Widespread Panic, and I've been kind of going to their concerts since college. So Fish and Grateful Dead and Widespread Panic and Bob Marley and some of that stuff during the day is also pretty nostalgic for me, too. So. I'll, throw some, I'll throw in some Dave Matthews. And some Dave Matthews. No, <laughs> yeah, of course. Dave in. So it's just the whole vibe. So Grace and Sam. Four years, you guys, you've been here for four years. Mm-hmm. Have you guys been together for four years? Let's talk about how you guys met. How did this, how did this Grace and Sam thing happen? Take it. Uh, Y'all hear his perspective. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I was running the coffee shop and I had helped, was helping out a friend. I was just supposed to be there for a few months to get it off the ground. And it came at a perfect time in my life where I could kind of just, you know how the restaurant business, just go, go, go. And then oh, yeah. I discovered... Waking up early and going to work early wasn't really a bad gig. No, and, and you'd be done by four o'clock in the afternoon, you know. And um, Grace are, was hired before I got there. And um, after Corona, kind of started pivoting things in my eyes. And we didn't really work together that much in the beginning. So when you see, didn't work ran, together. She had different. Well, role we used there. to be open seven to seven, and so I often came in at like two or something, and Sam would leave around two thirty. So we had a lot of cross. There were ships passing in the yeah. night. And yeah. then when COVID hit, we they pared down the staff and the hours, and they kept kind of essential people. And so then it was just us and another friend like every day. So and it was weird because no one was really coming in, and we were just basically trying to make it work, but like spending a lot of time just in a coffee shop trying to make it work. Make it work. Um, what so everybody else in the world is doing at that time, like nobody we're was trying to figure out how to run a business in a pandemic, right? Yeah. yeah. But you guys had to do that together. Yeah. yeah. And coming out of that too, we had to completely rebuild. And I think we both took a lot of personal ownership over the place that we were working at and really wanting to build it back up to, because we had had a lot of momentum beforehand. So we knew that there was a lot of potential there. And I think that, in that and working together so closely and so often i mean really what happened was during the pandemic sam when we weren't always working together he would call me and i would think that it was about something work related and then he'd be like no i was just just saying hi and it was about a month were you like were you like crushing hard were you did i felt like a kid again i'll tell you that (laughs) i was like oh here we go we started throwing music events and this was about like six months before we really started dating and he let it slip to one of our coworkers, Uh, but he didn't tell me that for a long time and to her credit she didn't tell me either she kept a secret so there you go yeah (laughs) wow so when did you guys first finally like realize that you wanted to be a thing and did you guys have like a date or were you guys just like okay (laughs) we were bartending an event together out at, yeah. out at the farm, and we got done early. It was like sunset. You couldn't you couldn't put it any better, man. It was out in Ashland City at this farm. He's like, I'm gonna shoot my shot. Tonight. I did. This is it. I did. Got some a bottle of leftover wine, bottle, some leftovers. Went out to a picnic go. table. Yeah. It was yeah, right there. And that was it. <laughs> that was it. She kept me on edge for a week to let me know her response. But you know, <laughs> she was good. Did you give her a piece of paper that's like, I like you. Yes Do you no. like basically, me? Yes or yeah. no? Basically. Yeah. Yeah, basically. But we've just been a good team, and and so when when I when Mikey called me, I, uh, I and I went over to his retail office and all that, and I was 
he was building so fast, and he it was just you could see it, and, and I knew what she could do, and so I said, Mikey, you should. She talked to my girlfriend Grace, and I'm sure at the time he probably thought he was just doing me a favor, like, yeah, all right, fine, I'll hire you and hire your girlfriend. But when you meet us and you hang out with us for ten minutes, it's clear who the brighter of the two is and who's got more potential. And she came in and worked her way up and was kind of running his whole side over there for a while. And now she's focused on the restaurants. So it's just. You know, what's, you know what's funny? I don't want to interrupt you. When, when I met you the other night, because I went by, I wanted to go by and I wanted to see the place. I wanted to just check it out. I wanted to know what it was about before we really talked. And we were, we were looking at you. You have different sauces and all of the different dispensing methods you have. But when you walked over and I started talking to you, I was like. Oh, she knows what the fuck is up. Like this, <laughs> and I was immediately like really impressed with not only just like you're just meeting me for the first time, but your professionalism and what you're talking about. It wasn't like, yeah, man, you're gonna get to, like you. It's so that's what I love about legal cannabis and why I think we should legalize it is because it doesn't have to be this back alley shady thing. Like when you legalize it, now we can kind of control it and. Like I like just a small, small amount. Help me sleep, kind of a mm -hmm. thing, but I can't like smoke a bowl because I would just get like if I. But if you could microdose something somehow, if it was legal, it'd be amazing, and everybody could do that. But you knew every single detail about every single thing, and I was like, she, she's on it. Like she is well, on it. Really, I mean, I working with the holistic connection for the last year and helping in a different capacity from retail to even some of the dosing and formulation, uh, you really get to know it pretty quickly. And I've seen hundreds and hundreds of customers come in and out and their different reactions. And ultimately, like at, I mean, talking about vibe, I mean, yeah, we're playing 90s hip hop, but really part of the reason that we're doing non-infused food, we also have a full bar, is because we want people who are skeptical to be able to come in, sit down and people watch if they want. If they want to come in and just have a normal meal and they're nervous about it and they want to see how other people are doing it, they have that opportunity to come in and have whatever kind of experience they want. And in that way, it's very disarming where you can just experiment at your own pace. And that's really what we try to encourage people to do, too, because we don't want people to have that like, oh, man, you're going to come in and get so high. Like, we don't really even say that just because we do want people to come in and feel safe and have fun. Because if you can get a good structured environment, it's it sounds kind of funny to say a structured environment is a good one to have fun in. But it is because you're comfortable and that's what people want at the end of the day is just to be comfortable. So, And it goes back to what you were saying, Brandon, about the idea of having this legalized. And so the idea of legalization brings regulation. You know, so when, when you have a, a, a product that is not legal, you don't have structure, you don't have control, you don't have testing, you don't have, you know, regulations that monitor the industry. And what we've tried to do, in essence, with the Holistic Connection and now with Buds and Brews is we are regulating ourselves. We're doing exactly what you should do, which is properly test the items, make sure the dosages are proper so people can know what they're getting. In Buds and Brews, we're not leaving. Servers aren't dosing. We're not having anybody in the restaurant that's taking THC from the hemp plant or CBD or any of those cannabinoids and infusing them there on site. They're already pre-done, pre-sealed, pre-tested. They're being regulated properly as if we were already under the under some structure we're creating the structure and back in march we tried to present this same type of structure to the you know to the legislator and we got really far to the point where we had a bill on the floor and it just never got voted on so we go wow. back in essence to no rules so we are creating the rules we're doing everything it's 21 and over okay all the products are sealed and tested off-site 
and everything you get in the store, you've, it's, it's coming with a seal, right? So you're, you're breaking the seal, in essence, when you're making mocktails. You're, the, the desserts we have are in sealed packages that have already been tested that are taken out of the packages when they you know, cook them. So you've got everything there pre-done, which is important because, as Grace said, you want people to have a, a, an experience that they expect and that they want. And they can have a great experience. We've seen that in the last week since the soft opening of the start of people have really enjoyed it. Yeah, well, and good. to Joey's point, too, something that I think is really important is when you say sealed and packaged, it sounds more artificial. But really, we have grow facilities, too, right here in Tennessee. Yeah. And, like, those brownies that we have are probably made within the last week or two. I mean, and you get to meet the people who cultivate this, extract it, and it's testing along all those avenues, too. It's not just the final product. We test the flour. We test the extract. And then you really get that farm-to-table kind of seed-to-shelf, as we like to call it, experience. So, yeah, it's it's all very regulated along the way, but it's also so fresh and local. Yeah, seed-to-shelf. I love yep. that. That and, is awesome. And, I mean, think about it. This is, is starting from a seed. That is, you know, the seeds are actually originally tested to make sure they qualify and that they qualify for the hemp program here in Tennessee, all the way up to it being put in a sauce that you're dipping your chicken fingers in. I mean, it's the full spectrum. It's all being controlled by our partners and Holistic Connection, Craft Cannabis, and Buds and Brews. You know, I sit here and I think about if I was a consumer and I didn't know anything about cannabis, and I, I do. I've probably smoked my weight in weed my <laughs> lifetime. I mean, I'm, I, I'm a big fan, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a big dude, too. Um, but if I wasn't somebody who knew anything about it, it would be intimidating because I would – it's almost it's, – it's like – a lot well think about wine right wine is legal but people are still intimidated by walking in and looking at a big wine list and if i knew nothing about weed because it hasn't like the incredible level of responsibility that you guys have not only to do this responsibly but to educate appropriately when people come in to not be intimidating so look this is for everybody you can bring people in like you said and people watch or if you just want to experiment and you want to do it in a controlled environment where people can help you, it sounds like that's exactly your intention. That, hey, look, we're going to come in and we're totally cool. If you know nothing about it, we'd love to educate you because I think that's the thing that's missing in legalization of cannabis is just educating people that this is not a bad thing. No. Like it's totally okay. And if you do this responsibly, it's, it's completely safe. Absolutely. I mean, that's a huge part of our server talk track, and that's why we try and get a lot of the information front-loaded so that people sort of know what they're in for. Um, so a lot of the things that we try to express are you pace yourself, start slow. Like, we're not encouraging people just to come in and get super crazy or anything like that. These were designed for microdosing, so you can enjoy a mocktail and a sauce, and it, you can try all the different things and find out what works for you. And typically, after the first or second time, you're going to know kind of what you want when you come back in. Um, but we... I mean, have also trained our servers on what to do when when it's too much for somebody because we don't want to send people out on the street after having a little too much of them. But it's going to happen just like it would at any bar. So it's just all been like a really important part of our training and learning process too. Can I tell you guys a story? Mm -hmm. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, the highest I've ever been in my life. I'm going to tell you the story right now. My sister and I, my sister lived in uh, Germany. Steph. You know my sister, know Stephanie. Steph. Yeah, yeah, of course. And we went to, she's going to kill me for telling the story. Shouldn't say this with her, but we were in Holland. We drove from Germany. We drove to, we were like, we we're going to Amsterdam. We went to Lis Holland to the Koikenhof, big tulip farm. And we were driving to Amsterdam and she was like, I don't want to deal with this city tonight. So we pulled out a Rand McNally map and I went, there's a city if we just drive past on the beach. And so we, the city is called Blumenthal on Zee <laughs> and Zandvoort. Okay. I'm not making this up. 
And we found a coffee shop, and I bought like two grams of White Widow. I mean, this is the gnarliest looking stuff I've ever seen. You walk outside, and there's like a table with like a grinder, and then like you know, you just so we're sitting there, and this dude like sits down with us, and he starts talking to us, and he's he helped me through the buying process. This guy that was at the bar, I took three, three, one, two, three hits, and I'm standing there, and my sister's like, "Well, we should probably go find something to eat," and I go, "Yeah." <laughs> and I looked at her, and then I, the, the, I, I couldn't speak. I could, I was just like, <laughs> and she goes, "Are you okay?" And I went, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." <laughs> and before you know it, the weed tender—I call him. What do you guys have a name for your bar? Are they weed tenders? Are they going to be bud yeah. tenders? Yeah. This dude comes around, puts a wet towel over my neck, gives me a Red Bull and a Snicker bar, and they're sitting there, and I'm like. And my sister's like feeding me this Snicker bar. And I'm like, I can't. And she puts it in my mouth and it just falls out. I can't even move. My arms are just stuck on the floor. And like another dude comes out and he's like, hey, mate, how you doing? Okay. And he's in, and he's Australian. That's why it's, that's that whole accent. Next thing you know, I stand up. I feel color come back in my face. I turn my head and I went, whoa. And everyone went, oh, there he is. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back. back. Okay. But apparently that happens all the time. Yeah. But they knew in an instant, like, oh, we have an American who probably just flew here. He's jet lagged. He's dehydrated. Get him sugar in his system. Like, go. And it was like they had this one, two, three. I felt so safe, so secure that I wasn't going to wake up with, like, my entrails in a bathtub on ice or something, you know. <laughs> I didn't know. I mean, I'm in a random city in Amsterdam, outside of Amsterdam. So that's the highest I've ever been. But the... The gist of the story is they knew exactly what to do in that moment. What is your protocol? Do you guys have like a protocol? There yeah. was a question in there with no, my no, story. Totally. Um, and that's, it's funny too. I actually lived in Amsterdam for six months and we have like some of our partners who have traveled there and done, you know, research. Um, <laughs> we wear lab coats, um, right? I promise. Yeah, right. Um, so and do you know the city, Blumenthal, on Zay? I do know. Uh, in Zandvoort? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, do, I have actually been there. Um, but it's, adorable and very small there's so many quick very Anyways. cute town. um so really a lot of that research there it's funny to me because people always equate amsterdam with being this huge party city and the red light district and all that but really the cannabis there it's it's like groceries i mean people just go in and pick up like their weekly eighth or joints or whatever they want and then they go next door to the bakery i mean it's very casual like going to a wine shop yeah it's it's super um normalized there and that's what we're also trying to do is destigmatize and i think so we had um, I've, I've seen this a couple of times over the, the last year or so with some people feeling like it's too much. And our general protocol is, um, we offer them a CBD seltzer. We, you know, there was a man who was overheated. We held the cans to his neck, this similar to the wet towel, that kind of a thing. Um, we are like, we can coordinate rides for people if that's something. But what's interesting is that, um, as we're actually having CBD seltzers, um, if you have like cannabis every day, so just general full spectrum CBD, um, it actually is, it works like a vitamin and it's really one of the most like beneficial ways you can consume cannabis and it'll give you the most holistic body kind of benefits. Um, and then when you add that in with THC, there's something called the entourage effect where it can actually enhance your THC. So if you're a regular full spectrum user, you're going to find that THC will affect you more because you're used to having cannabis and your endocannabinoid system is used to receiving that. But if you're not a frequent flyer, as I like to call it, um, <laughs> 
when you have CBD it's after THC, <laughs> it, it actually helps bring you down. So if, if your body's not normal, normally receiving that CBD, when you have that and you feel too elevated, um, it can really assist with like calming your anxiety or paranoia, um, start to revive you a little bit, especially when it's in like, so we carry these, we carry seltzers at, at just a CBD seltzer. Yeah. And it's also, I mean, it's refreshing when it's hot, when it's, when you're feeling a little panicked, like it, it definitely calms you down. Um, so that's one of the main things. It's also a lot of times a mental thing really too. Just like having someone there feeling like you're being comforted and talking to you. It's much easier to snap out of where if, if you're too drunk, you just have to wait. You know, you can only use time to fix that. Coffee, so. food, yeah. water. Yeah. I mean, you got to. Yeah, wait it out. Um, and sometimes that's what you're going to have to do. But at least with this, you'll just take a nap and then feel better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then you look at what we've got going on in Broadway. You know, you look at. <laughs> You look at what happens down there with people, and I represent a lot of people charged with offenses that happen when they get raging drunk down on Broadway where they're shoving. You know, there's no there's no observation of the customers by the bartenders down on Broadway. It's just how many beers can you sell in a night. And, you know, we don't want to have that experience. I mean, when I was in Amsterdam, they knew the Americans were coming because they asked for the bong, and, they'd, you know, they would try to just consume <laughs> as much as they could in an hour sitting and like Grace said, I mean, the idea with Buds and Brews is to have a place where that's that's not really, that's not the that's not the vibe there. It's we're, we're making it more of a a normal something that people can enjoy as, as as an experience, and it's not how high can I go get as quick as I can. Yeah, you know? I mean, you're always going to have people who are skeptical or just really want to push themselves, but when they find that limit, typically uh, the next time they come in, hopefully they won't do it again. I mean, we have a lot of I'm, Sam, one of his funny like first stories with the company was eating the whole cookie and the cookies are 32 milligrams of delta nine. Oh Mike, wow yeah and mikey had said you know hey man don't don't eat that whole thing and he's like oh i can do this and that that is definitely an attitude for people who have been consuming like their whole life but once you Didn't know it go well had to pull over i had to pull over grassland <laughs> actually i made it from Antioch to grassland i was like i've made a terrible decision <laughs> <laughs> terrible which, <laughs> which is why which is why the dose control is so important mm -hmm. i mean yeah. you it need is. to not not only for the first time but for the second time when you come back and say look last time i had a you know a, a seltzer that had five milligrams and i uh you know it was perfect for me. Or I feel needed anything. a little more. Or, yeah. or yeah. I really like the way that the vapor hits instead of the edible because everyone's different. So like sometimes, you know, some people find that they feel more tired for edibles or like the vapor tap goes to your head a little bit quicker and some people like that, some people don't. So having these different kind of options and being able to pair them even on your first experience while still in a relatively controlled manner, um, you know, you get you give yourself the ability to pace yourself and just find what's comfortable because at the end of the day, everyone's different and you're going to have a different experience the same way you can take a shot two days in a row and have a different reaction to it. You know, it's it, there's a lot of factors that come into it. So giving people a, a safe way to find that experimentation for themselves is the best education, honestly, because it's experiential. You know, and I think that there's a misconception, too, because I use cannabis, but I'm a sober guy. Right. So I don't drink and I don't, I don't, I, I don't like to get high. I don't, none of that stuff anymore. I just like being the me that's me all the time. Right. But I also have ADD pretty bad. And I also have this thing where I can't focus. I'm just a million different ways. But I know that five milligrams of a sativa will keep me focused for a long time. And I do, I do the mill, I do 25 milligrams of CBD in an oil form every morning, just a full spectrum. But if I do a five milligram gummy, to like start my day, 
I get so much shit done and I can focus and I can talk to people and I have good conversations and I'm able to stay in it. When I don't, I'm all over the place. It, cannabis isn't just about getting high. I mean, there's so many other benefits to it. And this is, again, I know when I take a five milligram gummy, I'm not going to get high. I'm not going to feel high at all. But I know that that sativa strand, and I just think back to when I was 22 and you buy a, a quarter from somebody and it was just brick you know, and you'd, you'd have to break it up and you'd smoke. You had no idea if that was indica, sativa. It was just swag. You just got hot. And like the ability to say, I want to be up or I want to be able to focus or I want to be able to CBG. I want to be or CBN. I want to sleep or I want this. Like there's so many different benefits to cannabis that it's not just about getting high. So if you're on a date and you want to focus on what the person is saying, this might be a really good way to get introspective and get deep with somebody. It could be a really fun thing to do. I mean, there's, yeah. it's a lot more than just getting high, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I well, I discovered it because, like you, and you could probably attest to this. In middle school, I mean, I was a poster child. I mean, they tried to flunk me, and I had they tried to hold me back, and I had good grades because they didn't know how to control me. You know, I was running around like crazy, and and <laughs> without going into too much detail about, it, but they put me on Ritalin, and it turned me into a zombie. Me too. And my parents hated, and I and I came to them after a week. I said, "I'm not doing this. I'm not. I'm not." And you know, that's a lot for a seventh grader to have to have that talk. I was like, "I don't like this." And and then you know, about eighth or ninth grade, my dad and I drove out to Arkansas for a family reunion, and he broke out a joint and said, "Son, I think it's about time we try this." And and that's how I got into it. And 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 then my dad's philosophy on was, I'd, "I'd rather him get it from me than somebody doesn't know." You know and but it was again, it like if I, was, I can control. Yeah, it wasn't like I was running around just getting high every morning. But like when it was time to study, when it was, I'm not good at that. I can't. You, you put me in here and try to make me, I, I lose my mind, and it just and it just calms me down. And it just, I can cook, I can eat, I can sleep. It just everything seems to go better. Yeah, I mean, we hear stories all the time. My brother was the same way, where he, you know, didn't want to be. Um, on Adderall as well and he I remember he used to just go sit in the car like go to the side of the house and it was always this kind of sketchy type thing but honestly my parents were cannabis users and my mom still is she has an artificial ankle and she can't I mean it's pain management largely you know I mean my my cousin has terrible stomach issues and he can only eat if he has cannabis I mean Jamie who's one of our um, corporate employees basically cured her cancer with it. I mean, she was terminal and it was the only alternative. And it was one of those times where a doctor hush hush kind of said, have you thought about this? And she really got on a regimen of not just smoking, but of taking capsules every morning of taking tinctures. And it was a regimen really. And it's, I mean, she, I think just celebrated five years. So it's remarkable. Some of the stories you hear, whether it's people with Parkinson's, people with anxiety, uh, sleep disorders, tons of stuff. It's just, there's so many benefits. And now those people who don't understand this, that are sitting at home listening to this, they might not be listening to this, but somebody who is listening to this can tell them about it. They can come here to Buds and Brews and they can kind of do a little experimenting. Hey, look, I'd like to, because you have all the different ways to, all the different vessels. What do you call them? The different ways to delivery do Delivery systems. Delivery, delivery systems. systems. That's the word I was looking for, different delivery systems. Well, so, if you look too back, what just what Grace was saying, I mean, the reason, this is an amazing plant. I mean, it's an, an amazing plant that does so many things all the way down from the rope they used to have in ships to people getting, you know, ADHD benefits and sleep benefits and pain benefits and all the, I mean, it's an amazing, amazing plant. 
but for what happened in the 20s when they, in essence, they banned this plant to where in the last hundred years it's been stigmatized. You can't test for it. It's not legal. In fact, until 2015 in Tennessee, you couldn't test and do all the things in the cannabis plant to find out how amazing it was. You couldn't do it. It's illegal. It was illegal for any testing facility to take cannabis and test until they came up with the pilot program in 2015. So once they started getting into this plant. It's so insane. It's insane. And the cannabis plant, just for anybody who doesn't know, the cannabis sativa L is the plant. And hemp and marijuana are just made-up names. Hemp is the <laughs> hemp is the name for cannabis that doesn't have much THC in it. And marijuana is the name of the cannabis plant that has a lot of THC in it. And so forever and ever, we couldn't do anything with it other than get in trouble with it, right? Get arrested for it. There was nothing. And then 2015, well, really going back to the original marijuana stuff back in California and Colorado. But in 2015 in Tennessee, they passed the pilot program, which gave us the ability to test it and look at all the cannabinoids. And that's where you're coming up with all these amazing CBN, THCV, HA, all these different. It's insane how many there are. And yeah. Honestly, at this point, too, you look at, you know, some of these synthetic like Delta 8, Delta 10 that aren't necessarily naturally occurring in like high potency. But it's wild how you look for people creating alternatives. You know, it's how else do you describe demand? You know what I mean? They're they're literally making it up because they they're so regulated and so unable to get it in other methods that it's like like sugar, you know, getting stevia or something like that. Like people just find ways to get what they want. Um, and I think in that way too, you know, you see a lot of like perspectives on Delta eight, for example, and negative stigma around that too. And we really try to focus on all of the natural elements or at least making sure that the Delta eight that we're serving is, is as regulated as we can make it because we don't want to associate anything with, you know, bad copycats or stuff that you might find at gas stations or things like that. We just want to make sure that we're building consumer trust at the end of the day, because that's how we're going to end up with legalization. Yeah. I think that's a good segue. What I'd like to do, you did a, a I think we have an announcement to make <laughs> kind of right. Because this episode today is Friday and the restaurant is officially open. Yeah. Yeah. You okay. haven't told anybody this, have you? Nope. Nope. Let's okay, open the see, doors. <laughs> the doors are open. So if you're listening to this, you can go right now to Bud's Reserve, and the chances are you can probably get in because nobody knows it's open yet. They're doing a very soft kind of, hey, look, we're going to open the doors. We're not telling a ton of people, but I'm telling a ton of people right now There we go. that you guys are open, <laughs> and uh, you should go check it out now. You should go right now before there's a long line. you got to wait an hour and a half to sit down. But what I'd like to do last night, Joey, you came in, and you did uh, an evening last night. Yep. At the restaurant, kind of a, a trial night. We all do this, friends and family nights. Um, I want to walk through what the experience is like. If I'm a guest and you can kind of do it from your eyeballs, like what you experienced last night and did it come to fruition, I like to walk through what it is because you use words like dab and sauce and mocktail. And I don't, I don't know what those things are. Right. So I'm like, I immediately am intimidated because I don't know what a sauce is. Is a sauce like something I'm going to smoke? I don't know what that means. <laughs> So literally, it is a sauce. I do know what it means now. I didn't yeah. know what it means, but like, I want to walk through the the overall experience I'm going to have if I've never been there, and I want people to feel comfortable walking in, know some of the lingo. Absolutely. Is that cool? We are going to take a quick moment to hear a word from our sponsors. We absolutely love partnering with Sharpier's Bakery. Aaron Moso has been selling bread, fresh baked bread 
to locally owned and operated restaurants six days a week for 36 years. Yes, her father started the company 36 years ago, and Aaron took it over uh, five years ago, and it is doing amazing things. I have so many guests that come in the studio that are like, I love Sharpies. They save me so much time, and the bread is so good. So we, uh, we've got round buns, specialty round buns, dinner rolls, hoagies, baguettes. They do cheesecake. They do flourless chocolate torts. They do specialty loaf breads and regular loaf breads and bullies. Bullies? B-O-U-L-E-S? Sourdough, long Tuscan, wheat, multigrain. They got everything. You should go check them out at sharpies.com. That is sharpies, C-H-A-R-P-I-E-R-S.com. Or you should give them a call at 615-356-0872. Supporting local is so damn important. And Aaron Moso and all of our friends over at Sharpies Bakery do that daily. Give her a call right now. You know, what chefs want, some people still call it creation gardens, but what chefs want has been, was our first advertiser on the show. Uh, Monty Crawford saw what we we're doing. He goes, I want to be part of it, dude. I love it. And I just, I love that. They're so perfect because they work with locally owned and operated restaurants better than anyone. And let me tell you how they do it. No minimums, no fees, no fuel surcharges, no surcharges anytime. They deliver seven days a week. They have 24-7 customer support. You can call, text, chat, email anytime from anywhere. Or you can reach them at 502-587-9012. They have a diverse line of products. Their chefs have access to thousands of items across many different categories that allow them to receive fresh product daily. What chefs want is the perfect addition to any broadline company as they've got all of your fresh produce delivered daily, plus custom meats, anything that you need that your broadliner can't get. Give them a call 800-600-8510 or visit them at whatchefswant.com. I think one of the most overlooked things that you can do on a P&L, which is your profit and loss statement, is dish machine and chemicals. It's just one of those things you don't focus on until it's too late. Let Jason Ellis from Supersource come in and do an audit of what you're currently doing and why you're doing it. His number is 771-337-1143. We believe here at Nash Restaurant Radio that every single thing that you do should be done intentionally in a restaurant. And allowing some company to come in and just fix your dish machine without you knowing what's really happening is exactly what we're talking about. The thing Jason does the best is he can help educate you on exactly what's going on with all of your dish machines and chemicals. He can do staff trainings to understand why you're using what you're using, again, to be intentional. They don't make you sign any type of contract. They are week to week and can get you a brand new dish machine with three free months of dish machine rental. You need to check them out. Go to NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com, click the Sponsors tab, and then you will see... Super source. Click that tab for a special or give Jason Ellis a call at 770-337-1143. Yeah, absolutely. And All right, so parking. Well, we're yeah. right on the corner of 3rd and Monroe, right in Germantown. So it's a, it's a corner uh, location. Uh, we're, we've got, uh, we're right across from St. Stephen's, if you know where St. Stephen's is. Exactly where yeah. it is. Right on the corner. St. Stephen. St. Stephen. Stephen, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Singular. 
Um, and we're right there on the corner and, um, you know, Grace is, is kind of, like I said, our general manager. So she's, she's been a big part of identifying the talking tracks and the experience when you walk in. But when you originally go in, it's a 21 over facility. So you can't, we're not allowed to have anybody in there under 21. So you're going to be carded when you get there. And that's just a part of being responsible. Because you smoke inside? Yeah. The only reason, see, you could consume the cannabis products in there without being 21 and over. Unless you're vaping, the vaping, the uh, and the and the the hemp flower smoking is a twenty-one and over thing. So we've decided because we think it's responsible to have only twenty-one and over, which goes back to us self-regulating. And is uh, there actual? Can you can I like roll a joint of hemp flower and smoke that in the building, or is it only vaping inside? Right now, it's only vaping. Our holistic connection stores, you do you can get pre-rolls and things like you can get flower and quantity, stuff like that. But um, the pre-rolls are definitely the easiest. And we'll probably um, incorporate those in the future and have those available for patio smoking. But just to start, we really wanted to kind of walk before we could run and not totally freak people out too much. So we're just, we're we're easing into it a little bit and making sure that we're really nailing it before we incorporate something that might rock the boat a little more. Parking. Where am I going to park? Well, there's there's parking right below. There's a paid parking lot right at the bottom, um, right if you know where Sonoma is. I think it's another restaurant right there. Yeah, like right across the, Jack Brown's. Yeah, right over okay. kind of catty corner of Jack Brown. So there's a parking right at the bottom of the street. There's street parking right above Monroe as well, right there in Germantown. So there's 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 plenty of parking. And then on the other side, I guess on Fourth, there's also a paid lot right there. I yeah. think the, I think the correct answer is just take a fucking Uber. Yeah. It really just don't, is. Don't drive, you no, asshole. Really like, just, just Uber. Especially from the lawyer. <laughs> yeah. You don't drive. Just, well, you just. don't know how you're going to leave. Like, I mean, you if people are coming in and, and experiencing this for the first time and they're nervous about it, they're going to feel safer taking a Lyft or an Uber home. I mean, and it's I'd recommend more it. convenient. Just yeah. to, for safety-wise, you don't know how it's going to affect you. And if you don't drive, you're not going to be tempted to drive. Oh, I think I'm fine. Just, just Uber. Just Uber. Just go, there, go check it out and Uber. Lyft, whatever it is. Whatever, you know, yeah, however you do it. Whatever you want to use. Okay, so when you lift, you get dropped off. You're going to be carted when you walk in the door. Thank you for to bring your ID. Yes. Legitimate ID. Don't come in if you're not under 21 years old. Correct. That's the, you guys say that too, right? 21 years old. You walk in the door. Am I going to be seated immediately? Is there a hostess? Do I seat myself? Yeah, Walk so, me through the experience. Sure. Um, so you should be greeted by our host. Um, it's also, we have some a retail section up there. So you can walk in and you'll still get carded, but you can walk in and buy a brownie or a cookie and, and head out if you want. So if it's lunch break and you just want to grab an edible, you can definitely do that. Oh, nice. Um, but if you're coming for the full dining experience, you'll be greeted. They'll introduce you to our three first experiences, which are the um, mocktails, shots, and jello shots. Yes, we even have jello shots that have THC in them. Nice. Um, I know, it's, it's funny. Um, and then, so we have a whole beverage line. We have like a smoky margarita that doesn't have tequila, but it does have THC. Um, so they'll introduce you to our beverages, um, our vapor taps, which are really cool Zenkos. If you go online and watch the videos, they're amazing machines. They look like little flying saucers and you basically put a stemless wine glass on it and it auto fills from a cartridge and then you just kind of sip away um, and you're vaping. So it's a very, it's also a nice presentable way where we're not incorporating, you know, big rigs and things that seem intimidating to people who don't regularly vape as well. Um, And then the third experience is the sauces and we have all the sauces right up there for display just so people can really get the full visual of everything we offer because we infuse 25 of the most pon- uh, popular condiments from ketchup and mustard down to coconut oil and sesame oil. So we've got cooking packs. We've got picnic packs. Um, a little something to go with everything. 
So let's bring Sam back into this conversation. Yeah. Sam's uh, over here just hanging out. He's, man. he's like, you guys have been talking for an hour. He's been they're enjoying the, this. They're the ringers. That's why I have that. But we're going to bring you back in because you these are your sauces. They are. They so we're are. talking blue cheese, ranch, ranch, honey mustard. Honey mustard. I mean, obviously, like an olive oil and coconut oil. I just We just put it in there. So I, Mike just told me to make sauces and didn't really give me any parameters. So I just... Took my twenty-something years of restaurant business and everything I've known, and just started making sauces. Before we even had a menu, we were making sauces, and so then we created the menu around the sauces. Is how we did it. But um, like the barbecue recipe and steak sauce are yours. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, yeah. I mean, yeah. I made a white sauce. You know, I made ranch. You know, we have mayonnaise, ketchup. Some, some of those you don't have to. Some of those are ones you don't really have to mess with. But what we had to do is after I created them is I had to hand them off to a guy and let him reverse engineer them to make them shelf-stable. Because um, in the restaurant business, as you know, we make it, it's gone in a week, and then we um, make it again. Yeah. Um, I don't make stuff with the intention of it sitting around on a shelf for a while, you know. No. So that was a whole new thing that I had to, I and mean, I've been learning about it and studying about it and getting thinking about getting my cert- certification of acidity so I can start doing a little more of it. Wow. Um, yeah, it's a, through UT. The UT offers a program just so I can start learning some of it. Um, it was a fun process to watch all along the way, though. Shout out to Charlie at Further Farms. Yeah, Charlie. Absolutely. Charlie was the one that made me. I was trying to show Mike how we had to do this, and he's like, well, find someone to do it, and we found someone that can do it. And Charlie and those guys just crushed it. So That's amazing. So, okay, we're going to get right back into this because right. the creation of the menu and what type of food you're serving in <laughs> – what a dream for a chef to try and figure out food to pair this way. Yeah. Like, is it, do you have to think like, okay, so they're going to be hungry when they get there, but they're going to be really hungry yeah. in like two hours. Like, so do you have like, this is your appetizer, this is your entree. And then we're just going to bring a bowl of Cheetos in like an hour and a half. But it's $50 a bowl. It's funny you said that because our, our last menu, our last menu we finished up. We just did add a bowl of cereal, literally a stoner bowl of cereal, you know, for lack of a better term. And and then three pebbles. Uh, we went with Lucky Charms, but then you can take our our Rice Krispie treat and you can buy it and send it back, and we'll cut it up for you and put it in your cereal for you and send it out. Um, nice. Same with our cookie and the brownie. We do the exact same thing. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. This it was really a lot easier than I thought it was going to be putting the food with it because. Sauce, some sauces just lend your, and sports bar just rang out to us. I mean, with, there's no other place that gives more sauces than sports bars because it's upscale pub food. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we're doing here. Yeah. I, I, we haven't yeah. really touched on the food. Yeah. So upscale pub food. What What do you think is going to be the best seller? What's What's Joey? You were there yesterday. What'd you eat? Well, I love the fish tacos. Ph. I S H tacos, fish tacos. I like the breakfast tacos. Yeah, the wake and bake. The wake and bake. Those are gonna be a killer. (laughs) So good. And there's a gravy. I don't know whose gravy that was. That's crazy good. It's black pepper gravy, and it's it's phenomenal. A buddy of mine, Sheehan, put it out. I brought him over with me, and so good. So what is the the tacos? What does the gravy go on? Top of the breakfast taco. Yeah, the bacon bake tacos. So they're tots, (laughs) cheese, goodness. And then we put it on a. uh, We have a fried chicken platter. Yeah, I think the chicken. Are you open for breakfast? Not yet. We've we've talked about brunch. I told them we'll talk about that when we get back in the country. Yeah, we open at 11 a.m. right now. Okay. So, yeah. But yeah. I think uh, Sam Sweet Tea Brine on the chicken tenders is going to go really well too. I saw that. I yeah. saw the chicken yeah. brining in the mm-hmm. sweet tea, and then you add it to the uh, what was the buttermilk? Other, the buttermilk. Yeah. So I do a, a day in the sweet tea, and then we go to the buttermilk hot sauce after that. 
And then the burgers are good. The the Nashville hot chicken's good. (laughs) Um, I I I think people were kind of surprised by how, like, elevated really that food was. Because, you know, it's. I think it would be easy enough to just present, like, decent food and let the concept sell itself. But paired with, I mean, at the end of the day, we're a restaurant, you know? So you have to just have good food and good service, ultimately, to be a successful restaurant, no matter what you incorporate into it. So Yeah, Mike, Mike, just the other day, after one of the tastings, said, I didn't realize you could cook this well and i was like you're the guy that hired the guy that's only cooked fine dining and upscale to run your sports bar what'd you think i was just gonna buy everything done and so so we you know we've we've had some fun with it we're doing some things that some sports bars won't do just because they probably don't have the staff that's ever done it you know but i hired a couple of friends of mine that have come from the upscale fine dining culinary schools just to because after a while if you've cooked for a long time it just kind of gets it just kind of wears on you and so especially the stress of doing fine dining like the stuff i did in dc is it was it was a whole nother world that i don't ever want to go to again i did my i did my I look at it like doing my four years like i paid my penance you know yeah i, I shucked those oysters i did all the stuff that sucks and and now i'm like i want to cook but i want to have fun with it let's just have some fun but i did tell him i was like if this goes well and we get about 10 of these off the ground maybe i'll do a little 30 person cedar that, that's the deal I'm trying to work out. We'll take it. It's like it. something for fun that doesn't just have all the pressure. Yeah, mm-hmm. just not the pressure. I just want to have fun with it. I mean, it, and that's what this menu is. And, and my cooks have really kind of rallied around that. I'm, I'm, I keep trying to stress the importance of what we're doing. I'm like, guys, we're your, this is, for lack of a better term, this is like being at the first Buffalo Wild Wings, except we have cannabis also. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like for that, I'm like, you just got to think about that because people are already, I'm just, the feedback we're getting at so far has just been wild. Yeah, I mean, we express that from top to bottom, too, from, like, service to everybody involved, really. Like, at the end of the day, if you like working in the restaurant industry, this should be the most fun job you've ever had because you're doing something so novel and unique and something that previously you were told was bad, and now you're telling, you're educating people on it and you're able to serve it. It's crazy to think that, you know, we have this opportunity, but with that, of course, comes the responsibility to make sure that we're doing it right. Yeah. That's right. Couldn't say hundred percent. Okay, so let's get back to our journey of, of dining yes. at the place. <laughs> yeah. So we come in, you get greeted. There's the three different things. You have sauces. You've got this, and I will say that the tell me what it's called. The little thing looks like a wine glass. Uh, the Zenko. The Zenko. This thing is so freaking cool. You set it on the table. You tap it like three times, and it looks like a like a stemless wine glass. And then in the bottom of it, all of a sudden, it starts filling up with vape, like the smoke. And you just pull it up to your mouth like you're drinking it. But you just inhale what's inside of it instead of it, it, you're, it looks like you're drinking like a glass of smoke. Yeah, but it's really cool. Like it's the and it's the coolest. And like it's it's elegant. And it's even cooler when you find out that that cartridge that you're that it's producing that we make 15 minutes down the street. And I know that because better part of a year waiting for the restaurant to open, I just became the chef for his other things and some days you didn't have stuff to cook so i found myself trimming in the rooms you know defoliating and making carts making these things that i never thought when i started this culinary journey that i would ever find myself doing then you find that it's something different and it's okay well this and it makes sense once you see the whole process like it's just so vertically integrated that we're i mean we have the ability to educate ourselves like internally on every step of the way and that definitely has you know, fed into the reason I'm able to explain, like with the Zenkos, we have three different kinds of cannabinoids. We offer THCO, HHCO, and Delta-8. 
And then from there, we've got all these different strains and different terpene profiles and flavor profiles. And those are all like some of those you're talking about words that people might not hear often. I mean, those are some of them, you know, and they're not going to know how to do it. So after you're, you know, greeted and sat is when your your server really ends up taking kind of control of your journey and guiding you on your experience with if you're going to start with a vapor tap, you know, here are your choices, here are your selections. And well, what's the difference is, you know, and is the question really. Um, and so we've really tried to train them as best we can to be able to kind of put it simply where you're not overloading people with information, but you're giving them enough so they understand what they're doing. And if they want to research more, now they have a starting point. Perfect. Yeah, and they're getting all this information to the table as they sit down. And so the, the, the servers come into the table, expressing to them, explaining to them the different options with the vape tap. Obviously, they've got a menu. They've got a drink menu. They've got the mocktails where you can have actually shots that yeah. exist. With, so you can actually have a shooter. Or you can have that shooter put in a seltzer that has seltzer water, muddled fruit, and actually have a drink, which are amazing, yeah. like the smoky margarita yeah. and stuff. This bar program was definitely one of my favorite to be a part of and to put together. Um, so our signature mocktails are the smoky margarita, the um, old-fashioned uh, split sangria, and uh, lazy Arnold sangria. Palmer. Yeah, I know. It's um, much fun naming these, Naming them you? was fun, yeah. <laughs> I, I did name that one. That was awesome. Um, but it, So those come pre-batched from, made from craft cannabis. Uh, so those are easy enough for our, our bartenders to serve because it's also a totally new experience for them. But then we've got, you know, these little, like Joey said, little shooters, jello shots. We have cannabis coolers, which are basically like Capri Suns. Um, but we have a, diff a bunch of different flavors, different options. But so one side of the menu is all THC beverages. So you're looking at this side and you know that anything on here is going to contain anywhere from five to 10 milligrams. And then when you flip it over, you've got your traditional draft list, our own signature cocktails that do have alcohol and then whatever else you might be looking for, you know, bottles, cans, wine. Um, but what we've also done, um, and we went back and forth on this a lot, is we won't serve alcohol directly with our THC-infused beverages. So what we've told all of our you know, servers is, hey, if somebody does this, say, I want the smoky margarita, but can you put a shot of tequila on it? We'll say, no, I mean, you can get alcohol and THC together for sure, but we just want to put that extra decision-making step in the consumer's hand because they do act as catalysts for each other. So if you're, and if you're not used to being crossfaded, that's another like avenue of experimentation where just as any like ABC trained server has to keep an eye for consumption, that's something that we are now, you know, looking for Double as looking well. For, and yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So more sensitive to it. Mm. Sure. The challenges of doing that are, it, it seems like a, a lot, but I know, I know that those are things that you're, ready it's for it, you're counting for it and you're yeah, all learning yeah. together yeah, yeah absolutely yeah wow and it's being talked about with everybody this is a a subject that we talk about that the servers and the people the staff i mean this is something that that, that we're identifying which again it starts with the dose control it starts with the education and then carries out with the execution of the rec yeah. okay so i order food we have our we have the little machine there. I guess I don't know what the hell it's called. Zenko, you're good. The Zenko. Vapor tap. We call them vapor taps. Vapor tap. You got the yeah. vapor tap on the table. I've got chicken wings and I've got my blue cheese infused sauce. Dinner's amazing. Do you do desserts? Well, that's that's <laughs> when if, if if you really want to go for it, you can get one of our cookies, our rice krispie treat, the brownie. I have a couple that aren't infused, but I made. We have a chocolate and caramel sauce that you can buy that are infused. 
Um, but we'll we'll pimp them out for you and send it. them back out. Yeah, and let you have a good time with them. Yeah, How long are people staying? Is, I mean. I mean, honestly, so with these soft open parties, obviously it's going to be a little bit longer because they're more like private events. But we really think that, you know, if you sit down and your normal meal is about an hour or so, um, we do have a patio space. We have the bar that's open seating. We have a front waiting area where people can hang out. So we try to create some spaces where at the end of the day, it's a restaurant and you do have to turn tables, but also there are comfortable places for people to go hang out and still enjoy their time, still continue to use their vapor tap or get another drink or mocktail, whatever they want. So we're honestly figuring it out as we go because in some of the legal states, you actually have time limits where you're consuming. You have to consume something like every 30 minutes or you're only allowed to be there for an hour. Hmm. We haven't implemented anything like that and we'll probably just cross that bridge if we find that we need to come to it. Um, But right now we just want people to stay and hang out. You know, we want them there. So we're just trying to make that as comfortable as possible. And I also will point out we have some pretty fun things on the menu. We've got a is it right by pop tart mm-hmm. yeah, pop we're trying to get we're trying to get square pizza oh yeah uh, not we trying. got, oh, like, we got oh, we I, I brought the cafeteria school pizzas back there we got we cafeteria got school pizza yeah, yeah. Just boom. lucky charms yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. cereal so, so fun we've, stuff. we've got a menu where you know not everybody that wants to enjoy cannabis is very wealthy and then this is an expensive product that we're dealing with so we do have some options where you know Someone may be able to come in and get a sauce and one of these fun little things for less than 11, 12, 15 bucks. Shot a ranch. Yeah, shot a ranch. <laughs> this is Tennessee. It probably would, it'll probably happen at some point. Well, I'll tell you, the uh, the THC shooters are really good. They're really good. They're five milligrams, right? Yeah. Yeah, and they're great. And they're yeah, great. It's, and it's a good way to dose. I mean, it's a five good milligrams way. is my magic number. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, all you the sauces and everything. I mean, there are a few select items. I, the brownie and cookie are 32 milligrams. They are on the dessert menu, and we do recommend that you share. We say four people. That's that's going to be or take it home. Take yeah. it home. Eat it right. at home while laying in <laughs> yeah. bed watching a movie. That's yeah. right. But everything else is a comfortable dose so that you can dip into a couple sauces and you can have, you know, a, a mocktail or two and just still be comfortable. You know, it's sure. it's microdosing is really the buzzword. That's right. I love it. And you know what else? I, I think that my mo- my favorite part is because all of this seems really well polished. Your logo looks really good. The interior of the place, I mean, it looks like it came. It, it, Shane Nasby, who had a Honey Fire Barbecue, I walked in the first day and I go, so how many of these do you have? And he was like, this is the one. I go, this looks like a chain. He did so good at what he did. And it's almost like when you walk in, like if you walk in like a mellow mushroom, they have like a whole vibe there, mm-hmm. but they've got millions of them. You walk in there and you go, what company from out of town came in and put this here? And to know that it's not, it's not only it's like local, it's like hyper local, like people that have been friends since they were kids. So let's go over all the people that own it and all this stuff. So sure. Joey, you're one of the people there are silencers that don't want to talked about. No, no. It's this is how you guys all know each other. I think that the story of local is is important. Yeah, it, it, it's it's definitely local. So we, you know, Mike Solomon and I uh, got together with Matt Mondelli, and Matt's a local guy. His uh, uncle's Judge Mondelli. His family's been around in Nashville for I don't know, Vince and Mark Mondelli. Yeah, yeah Mondelli I mean, crew. had them all under one roof the other day. <laughs> yeah, and I, I will let you know, no one left in handcuffs. They've yeah. changed. <laughs> They've changed. Okay. So Matt, that's incredible. Matt uh, and and me and Mike Solomon who's the owner of Holistic Connection and Craft Cannabis is the big cannabis arm of this whole thing. The, the vertically vertically integrated part of this is through Mike. So she keeps company. mentioning the Holistic Connection. 
that's where that comes from. And then, and then Sam was mentioning Mike, and that's the same. And that's the same, same guy. Too. Yeah. The okay. Same thing. Perfect. And that's then, what I wanted to bring all this home for the listeners. Right. And then and then Dalton Crow and and if, if Dalton and his dad Doug, who recently passed away, um, Doug has had bars and restaurants in town for a long time. I mean, um, obviously Crow's Nest and Joe's Pub and and Nobles and Austin's down in Destin. So they've been involved in a lot of bars and restaurants. So between me and Matt and Dalton and Mike, we kind of put together a crew that. In essence, is we're all local. We're all local guys. We all grew up here, and we all have a different component. We all have a different strength when it comes to it. We have, you know, what Matt, you bring to the table. Yeah, Matt and Dalton also, you know, they're, they're they've run restaurants and they've run bars and they know how to do that. And Dalton's got a lot of connections in that industry. And then I obviously from the legal and compliance and regulatory uh, component. And then and then Mike is the is the cannabis arm, and he's um, as as Sam pointed out, he's he is um, pushing a lot of this across the state. You know, they've got seventeen coming um dispensaries you know they've got 11 open right now and so he's been a, a big part of the growth of the hemp industry in the state of tennessee and so we're kind of taking it to the next level and then by bringing grace and sam on we've got a pretty awesome team and i just happen to have known everybody involved <laughs> like it's just <laughs> a, a long long thing. time and also right. loved, guys. loved cannabis and cook cooking yeah. <laughs> it was like by the, who you know still it's who you know yeah, and, and so me and Matt and Sam and I, we all grew up within, I mean, probably three or four miles from yeah. each other. So. That's crazy. We all went to the same schools. I mean, yeah. this is this is uh, Grassland Generals. I think they're still I, the Generals, aren't they? Well, my kids go to Grassland Elementary and they're the Eagles at Grassland Elementary Middle School. I think there's. No, I don't think they're the General. No, I think they, the Admirals, or is that I think Franklin? they're the Admirals now. Fra Franklin's, the admirals, Franklin's right? the Admirals, right? Franklin's the Admirals. Right. So I was a Franklin High. I went to Franklin High School rebel. for two years. I was a rebel, and then I went to FRA and graduated from there. Who was also a rebel, and neither one of them are rebels anymore. So they've both changed. We've got. And the I went rebel cougar. <laughs> I did the whole rebel cougar. Thing. Did you go Centennial? Yeah, the first two years. So I went to. I was the first graduate in '97. I was second. Yeah. But you were. But you held yourself back a year, yeah, didn't well, you? I was that whole ADD thing in sixth grade. Yeah. Okay, sixth grade because like we were in the same <laughs> class. So I only and then about Sam held now. himself back. Like, why did Sam? Yeah. What are you doing? When like did, he was like graduate. Ninety seven. Okay, so you were a year behind me. I was ninety six. Yeah, I was. Uh, my brother was ninety five. So uh, he graduated from from Franklin. But I was ninety when Centennial opened. I was the first graduating class. It's the first senior class. And my wife also graduated from Franklin in ninety five with, with your brother. No kidding. Yeah. See, she, she this was is... she was K through twelve. She was Franklin Special School District back in the day. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, I, tell you, I drove by Franklin High School today and I go, this is not, not the same school I went to. I, I did not see the cubicles up there. <laughs> no, 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 this no. is not <laughs> yeah, the Franklin High School I went to. Franklin was a whole different place in 1994. There was a lot of trailers. There was a lot of trailers when I, I remember sitting in a lot of yeah, classes. Columbia State had like a satellite <laughs> building right next door. <laughs> yes, you drive by now, it looks like, like what, what are these columns? This place is beautiful. It's and, really nice. Yeah, Franklin's doing their thing down there. <laughs> Franklin's very special. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, guys, I, I, I have like a million things I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about growing up in Nashville, your favorite <laughs> things to do, all of this stuff. I want to hear more about y'all's love story. And there's just so much more to this. But today, I think we got to let people know that you're open. Yeah. This is happening. We'll let everybody know via the massive marketing campaign, I'm sure. But now we get the exclusive. We're letting people know you can go to Buds and Brews today. Go check it out. Uh, this is their second day. I think they opened yesterday on Thursday. Thursday, yeah. So you opened yesterday on Thursday. So today is like the, the second day you're ever open. Go check them out. And uh, this was so much fun to get 
to, to get to catch up with you guys Absolutely. all in one room. Yeah. And I messaged him. I was like, hey, you want to come in and join this thing? So Joey's upstairs all the time. So it's nice for him to come down into the basement. Yeah. And have I'm a conversation. Awesome. This is, and this is actually, I think, uh, of all the podcasts you've done in this building, I think this is the first one I've been a part of. It is. Yeah, that's great. And I've done a lot. I've done a lot of interviews in here. I know. It's what, so much fun. The address is one two twelve forty four. Forty four. Yeah. Twelve forty four Third Avenue North. So, twelve forty four Third Avenue North. You bet. Go check it out. Go follow them. Yeah, yeah. Buds and Brews USA uh, on Instagram and Facebook. I mean, our website's getting uh, d- developed right now. I guess you could say um, we had a splash page, but now we've got so much great photography coming out. You'll be able to check out some of those awesome food items too, the vibe, the space, um, which also shout out to Lacey for helping us, uh, totally check that place out. She did a great job. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's all coming together so well. It, you, you know how restaurants go like right towards open. It's pedal to the metal baby. <laughs> and one of the best things that you can do out there, if you're listening to this and you go check it out, if it's awesome, go leave them a five-star review, wherever you're going to be Yelp, whatever it is, go leave a five-star review. If it's not a five-star experience, Find Grace yes, and find say, me. hey, this wasn't a five. I think that's a great way to say this wasn't a five star experience. I think her response is going to be tell me why and let me make it right. Like, shoot, you're going to want to fix it. But this is this is a brand new restaurant. Y'all, it's a brand new everything. So a little bit of patience as a consumer walking in, knowing that, hey, look, they've thought about they've had to sit in rooms for a year thinking about every possible thing that could possibly happen. And they're they've got a plan for it. But shit happens, and this is the way this world works. And you, as a consumer, I think you have the right and you have the the responsibility to tell somebody when it isn't up to your expectations. And Grace definitely wants to know. Yeah, we can't make it great unless we know. And if you're going, leave them a five star. This is that time where people start looking, they start seeing something new. Go leave a five star review. Let them know that this was awesome. Let people know that they should go check it out. That it is a high quality place. Guys, the last thing we do on this show is we do the Gordon Food Service final thought. So what we do here is we ask you to take us out. You guys get to say the final thing for the show. Whatever you want to say, as long as you want to say it, you're talking to the city of Nashville and 32 other countries. It's in 32 other countries this, this episode, this podcast is played in. So is it really? Yeah. No, I'm nervous. I've had a lot, I've had a lot of different... A lot of beginning. people in India. A lot of India. I am huge in India. Well, that's we'll be there in about five weeks. You want us to take some hats? Yeah, take some hats. You're probably take a sharpie because you're going to have to sign autographs. We're heading out to the India, India, and the Maldives. Yeah, all right, badass. Final thought: If you leave it to me, I'm quoting one Jackie Moon and just say everybody love everybody. We'll do everybody. Every kind of throw your own little thing in there. We'll start with you, Grace. First time caller, long time listener. (laughs) That's all I want to say. All right. No, first time, long time. Right. No, just. Thanks for giving us a shot. We're proud, we're proud to be here, and uh, I think we're going to make Nashville and our, our little hometown of Franklin proud when they come and check it out. Yeah, this is uh, this has been something we've been working on and, and developing and conceptualizing for the last couple of years, and so um, I'm excited to see it open. I think the place is amazing. I appreciate everything uh, you getting us on here, and I hope everybody comes out and enjoys it and come down to 1244 3rd Avenue North, check out Buds and Brews. We'll be happy to see you. Yeah, can't wait to have Ask you. Ask for Sam and Grace. We'll come say hi. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming in today. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure catching up. It's good seeing you guys the other night. And I uh, can't wait to go check out Buds and Brews. We'll yeah. See you soon. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, man. All right. There you have it. Buds and Brews. Loved having those guys in studio. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for... Uh, 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm just full of gratitude. Always, guys. I love this. And uh, I'd love to see you on Sunday night at Cletus Burger and Marable Restaurant, 5201 Maryland Way, right in the heart of, of, of Brentwood. It's in a 7,500-square-foot mansion. It's pretty cool. It's a unique place to go if you've never been there. We have a really cool lounge that's where you'll be sitting for the Cletus Burger pop-up. You can sit at the bar. You can sit in our dining room. So we are up in the whole thing. We're just going to have a blast. Go to nashfrestaurantradio.com on Monday, and I would love to have you vote in our Mexican restaurant bracket challenge. Also, you want to join Brandon's book club. You don't have to join. All you got to do is just message me and say, hey, I want a book, and uh, I will order you a book. If you want to buy the digital version of the book and you want to listen to it, just send me a receipt. Message me. Make sure we haven't used up our 15. But if you want to get repaid, then do it. If you just want to buy the book, it's a damn good book. You should just buy it and then join the Zoom. You guys will need to, I'll need to get your name so I can get you on the Zoom call. It's actually from StreamYard, and then we can make a podcast together. And hopefully other people can learn from what you have to say. So let's have a lot of fun, guys. Please be safe out there. Have a wonderful weekend. Go enjoy Buds and Brews. Love you guys. Bye.